The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before give? a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome back to Mobile Optimization Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we're going to publish an episode every day covering what you need to know about the technical optimizations that will improve your performance and visibility on your mobile sites. Joining us for Mobile Optimization Week is Cindy Crum, who is the founder and CEO of Mobile Moxie, which is a mobile-centric set of tools and APIs that help SEOs gain better insights into their mobile site experiences. Outside of leading the charge at Mobile Moxie, Cindy is also the author of Mobile Marketing, Finding Your Customers No Matter Where They Are. And today, Cindy is going to give us her tips for optimizing your mobile sites to use AMP. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked-to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's the third installment of Mobile Optimization Week with Cindy Crum, founder and CEO of Mobile Moxie. Cindy, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks. Good to be here. Great to have you. We're here halfway through the week and we're talking about a little bit of a controversial topic, you know, Google's use of AMP. Let's just start off for, you know, we have some content marketers and some general marketers that are here and maybe even some early SEOs. Let's do our best to define what AMP is and, and how it's being used. And then we're going to get in some tips for how people can optimize it. Sure. Tell me a little bit about AMP. Okay. AMP stands for Accelerated Mobile Pages. It's something that Google partnered with a group called the AMP Project to create pages that would ideally load in one second or less. And they did this by really streamlining the HTML and external assets that were needed for a web page to render correctly. So what that meant was um, a very limited set of HTML, a very small singular CSS style sheet for the page, and a very limited set of JavaScript 
that once Google kind of narrowed down the expectations of what the browser might have to render, it sped things up because actually browsers have gotten so good at rendering crappy code that part of what takes them so long is to go through all of the mistakes that developers or um, webmasters might make when they're building a page. And they have to think so hard about what this website might be trying to do. But if you limit the rules and you say, you must follow these rules exactly, um, then the browser can do a lot of things much, much faster. And so that's kind of how AMP works. So the idea behind AMP is, we've said this a million times in this podcast, we're moving towards an on-demand world, right? People expect answers quickly, mostly when they're on their mobile phone. I mean, I know that this is not right and people shouldn't do it, but you know, there are people that are conducting search queries while they're driving cars. They need those answers fast because they're, you know, judging whether they should make a right turn at the red light or not. And so people are evaluating, don't drive and use your phone. The people are evaluating, you know, their experience based on speed as much as they are with the content. Yep, totally. So the way that I think of AMP is very much like a jack in the box, right? There is, you know, uh, you have to make a rotation of the crank five times to get the jack-in-the-box ready. And then on the sixth crank, the door opens and the jack-in-the-box pops out and the music happens, right? AMP is basically, you are setting it up so your browser can basically run the first five cranks because they know exactly that it's going to be five so they can hurry up that process and just get to the point where they're looking at what content actually needs to be rendered at the moment of the page being published. Am I thinking about this uh, the right way? Can you pick my metaphor apart? Uh, yeah. I mean, part of that, what you're talking about with the jack-in-the-box, that's uh, a good description of uh, all the preloading and prefetching and stuff like that that happens. And uh, there's also something that I think is easier to think about, uh, like a machine or a well-choreographed ballet. Ballet is better. But what it is, is it's called the AMP JavaScript runtime. And what it does is it kind of takes all of the assets that you're going to need to load on a page. And instead of expecting the person building the page to be really great, organizing those things so that they show up and are downloaded in the exact best way possible, this AMP JavaScript runtime choreographs that ballet so that there's no wasted second, no lag, that everything in the loading process is super duper optimized. And so the pre-rendering, pre-fetching, pre-caching, all that stuff, that's part of it too. And that works with the ballet, but it's not the only thing in the ballet. Mm -hmm. uh, there are other pieces to it. AMP is making sure that the crank is on the right-hand side for right-handed people and that the knob is a certain size and it's sort of, now I'm just absolutely butchering this metaphor, but basically setting up the environment so that you can crank as quickly as possible when the time is there. Yeah, sure. Okay, And, and also not loading more than's needed because in AMP, um, they do a really good job of loading what's just below the fold, but not loading stuff way down because that's a waste of, of loading. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about what SEOs can do to take advantage of AMP. What are some of the optimization tactics? Just tell us a little bit about the actual implementation of the AMP system. Sure. So the most important part about AMP to know is that you have to have code pointing from your desktop version of your page to the AMP version of the page. So 
Uh, and they're kind of in the same vein as the rel alternate rel canonical, except it's a rel amp HTML and then a rel canonical. And the canonical is on the amp version of the page, pointing back to the original version of the page. The other thing to know is that Google, again, really doesn't want you to have two versions of the page anyway. They would prefer that everyone just built in AMP natively. And they call this AMP canonical or canonical AMP. Uh, because they're saying, look, we've done a great job with AMP. You can actually have a really pretty page with AMP now. Why would you build a whole blog and then build a new template that's faster? Why would you ever want to send someone to a slow version of a page? Hey, maybe you should just do AMP canonical for all of your stuff. And that's the way Google is, is pushing people now. Again, part of the thing that makes AMP so fast is not just the AMP JavaScript runtime, not just the pre-caching, pre-loading, all that stuff, but it's also the fact that Google hosts and, and caches a version of the page in the Google Cloud. So it's a free CDN. So if you're on a site that's not using a CDN, uh, you get a free one when you're AMP. And CDN stands for... Do you want to tell them? You tell them. Content Delivery Network. All right. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Okay, there's a couple different components to AMP. It is basically a... Uh, a structure of your page that is easy for Google to understand. Google is essentially also doing the hosting. Right. Um, are there any detractors or reasons why people should not use AMP for their mobile sites? Yes. Uh, number one, AMP is hard to measure, uh, partially because of the limited JavaScript. They've, they've done workarounds, but a lot of companies still struggle to get AMP measured correctly. And even when you measure correctly, you have to kind of roll up the canonical and non-canonical version of every page. Since you now, again, have two versions of every page, if you want to see how well a blog post is doing, you have to look at the original and the AMP version. Uh, so that's kind of a problem. Um, other things are designers um, feel like AMP is limiting. Uh, and it is, but they don't get to do as much JavaScript, as much cool stuff, or it has to live within the AMP version of a slider, of a carousel. 
whatever it is, you have to choose the AMP JavaScript version or else it won't validate. And some people, I'll go off on a tangent here, some people care a lot about being AMP valid. I propose that being AMP valid is great, especially if it's easy for you, but using AMP HTML, AMP JavaScript, AMP CSS is a great idea, even if you're not going to be AMP valid because it's JavaScript, CSS, and HTML that was built by the best developers in the world. And it's super duper fast. And super duper fast is great for conversion, even without a little AMP lightning bolt. Okay. Are there, are there specific industries where you see AMP adoption being broadly accepted and, and some where there aren't? I'm just trying to get an understanding, you know, Faster is better when it comes to mobile optimization and, and also on your desktop because it affects conversions. Um, where is AMP seen adoption? You know, basically, I guess the question is where is the design limitation less important and where are people holding off and not using AMP? Yep. So uh, the first two types of content that Google focused on with AMP are the ones with the strongest adoption, and that's news and recipes. Uh, and that's because in both news and recipes, you have generally a very simplified page layout without a lot of action scripting going on. People are just reading an article and looking at the images or people are just reading a recipe and looking at images, not necessarily... I mean, those pages didn't have a lot of whiz-bang code in the first place. So they were great candidates for AMP. Places where AMP struggles, even though AMP has a bunch of product and e-commerce options, usually big e-commerce platforms are just too put off by the risk of bad analytics that they won't do AMP even... And this, I think, is sometimes a mistake. Even if the conversions are higher on the AMP pages, they'll take down AMP because they're like, we want data. But that's dumb because you're in business to make conversions, not to get data. Yeah, it's interesting. I, the first thing that popped into my mind is, you know, are the Squarespaces, the WordPresses, and the Shopify's of the world using this technology and, and the, it seems like the trade-off you know i'm not sure which one is and which one isn't but the trade-off is better analytics or more conversions which one do you want do you want to understand it or just know that they're happening yeah exactly would you rather have cash in your pocket or data in your spreadsheet i don't know it's uh I, it's honestly i don't think it's as simple of a question as as how you're framing it because if you don't understand why the cash is showing up it's hard to optimize and figure out what the next step to do to amplify it is so Absolutely. It's not always an easy answer, but at the end of the day, I think it becomes an easy answer. Last question I have for you today is when we think about AMP in the future, uh, you know, what do you see? Do you think that there's going to be continued development of this system? Uh, you know, is it going to be more widely adopted? What's the, you know, the next near-term future look like for AMP? Yeah. So two ideas here. Number one, um, PWA AMP, PWAMP. Um, is a Pwamp. That's a good one. Yeah. It's um, all of uh, Google's developer conferences that focus on PWAs now kind of assume AMP HTML. It's baked into all the demos because the PWA makes things fast and the AMP HTML makes things fast. So with both of them going, it can be a super fast, awesome experience. And it's better for the next billion users uh, because it's less code. And that's another selling point for AMP. It's, it works great on uh, low-spec phones. It works great on bad connectivity. Same selling points that you would have with PWA. Um, so that's one thought. The other thought about the future of AMP, and I haven't looked into this 
as much as I would like. But if I had, if I were a betting lady, I would bet that the Google My Business website that it's now allowing you to generate a website from GMB. I bet those are already AMP and maybe they're PWA too. I don't know. But I bet they're using AMP wherever they can because they know it's a better experience. And also if they're hosting and caching the content for you, then they have a better idea of when it changes. So they don't have to crawl at random, which is getting mm-hmm. like expensive for Google. It was great when the web was small, but now the web is growing exponentially and crawling can't keep up. Mm-hmm. So with AMP, when they host it, they can see when it changes and then they just recrawl it. They don't have to send the spiders out randomly looking for new stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, AMP, complicated topic. Uh, it seems like a great way to get your pages built so they're faster. Some design challenges. Lots to think about in terms of mobile optimization. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Cindy Crum, the founder and CEO of Mobile Moxie. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Cindy, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send her a tweet where her handle is Suzix, S-U-Z-Z-I-C-K-S. Or you can visit her company's website, which is mobilemoxie.com. And Cindy is kind enough to offer you a free month of Mobile Moxie when you use the promo code SEARCHMETRICS in all caps. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have general marketing questions or if you want to talk about this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap. It's B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back tomorrow morning to discuss the exciting topic of code consolidation and deprecation for mobile optimization. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you're feeling generous, we'd love for you to leave us a review in the Apple iTunes store. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Mm